Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. And welcome to another episode of What's New Barkeep. I'm Dane. I'm Luke. And today is a little bit special because we have guests. Say hi, guests. Hello. Hey. Thanks for having us. Yep, we have the animates. Please introduce yourselves. Uh, hi, uh, I am Scarlett. And I'm Katie. And we're from Cartoon Time Machine, uh, which is a podcast uh, on the That's Not Canon Network. Uh, that talks about our favorite cartoons from the past, present, and yes, sometimes future. All right. So before we get too crazy, we should try our first drink. Dane, what are we doing? Well, for our first one, we actually have a very popular one that I'm kind of shocked that we haven't gone into. But as for today's episode, we actually have our first thing of mocktails. Well, technically not first. No, technically no, but our entire section today is made entirely of mocktails. True. So starting with the most famous one, we have the Roy Rogers. What's in a Roy Rogers, Dane? Well, in a Roy Rogers, you have orange juice, grenadine, and <laughs> ginger ale. So fun fact for all those at home, Roy Rogers and Shirley Temple are very, very similar. The only real difference is you get rid of the orange juice to make a Shirley Temple. And replace the ginger ale with 7-Up. All right. So let's try this. Three, two, one. Okay. That's sweeter than I remember. Hmm. I'm the genius that brought a metal straw on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know what to say. I think mine got a little watered down. Yeah, it could be. But yeah, no, mine just like tasted syrupy. Then I guess not bad. Don't get me wrong. Like I could definitely being like, oh, what's that? You're drinking, you have kids around here. Little Timmy, have this. Pretend you're an adult. Definitely has an adult Capri Sun kind of vibe to it. Kind of does. And it'll be, it's actually one of those drinks that's real easy if you want to make it dirty, because I could see this going with vodka, rum, gin, tequila. Gin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just realizing I don't love orange juice still. Ah, uh, I don't blame you. All right. So we should probably get into the meat of this. So first and foremost, how did you guys actually, how do you guys know each other? Oh, how did uh, we meet? Do you remember? Uh, I don't, I, uh, you had purple hair and that made you really easy to spot in the crowd during orientation week at college. So I kind of just latched on to you um, because I knew that I could find you easily and I wouldn't have to actually remember your name or face. Yeah, and you still don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I was at the right height for you to still kind of see in the crowd, so I guess that didn't. That's happen. true. We're we're both roughly the same height, so that that did also make things easier. We stood out a little bit that way, uh, and that we were we were below the the general press of people. I was gonna say, did you actually go around and go, "Hey, purple hair"? 
Um, I think I just said, hey, you for a really long time. I didn't know your name until junior year. Yeah, you did call me by the wrong name for about two years. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> hey, hey, you person with the hair and the face. It was effective. I mean, we stayed friends for two years. And I can't, like, insult you for that because you were actually face blind. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. Specifically Portuguese men. Yeah, we did. We did test me out once on a lineup of Portuguese men, and I was unable to tell any of them apart. So, yeah, I have a very specific weakness. If I ever become a superhero, it's going to be a really difficult problem when I go up against Portuguese men. Well, Dane, you got an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what exactly got you guys into anime? Well, outside of just watching it, what gave you like the passion, the drive to actually want to do stuff with animation and talk about it? Mm, that's, wow. that's tricky. Kind of feels like it's, at least for me, it's sort of been my my forever dream. Uh, I used to used to write episodes of, of cartoons that I'd seen and bring in the scripts to the playground and other kids would act it out with me. So I've kind of been doing this for a very long time. Man, you're a nerd. <laughs> I know. The, the end part of that story is that I didn't have many friends to hand the scripts to. So I just sort of let my mind take me to my proposed cartoon idea. Because strangely enough, the kid who showed up on the playground with a lot of papers and instructing other kindergartners to read was not super, not super effective at making friends. The only thing going in my mind right now is that one scene from SpongeBob. What was it? Penny, napkin. Penny used uh, tissue and chip. Ah, oh, there we go. I always trust Katie to know the, the exact terms that were used in a SpongeBob episode. But yes, that was not, not my childhood. I think that is my life. <laughs> how, did, how did I get here? <laughs> when did you kidnap me into this? Well, we were bored in college and trying to procrastinate on finals, and you said, hey, want to watch Animaniacs? Right. That was the big starter for us actually talking animation together, was we just started watching all of Animaniacs. Because all our friends were doing something college fun, and we were just sitting on a couch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What Were they doing... Was that Dance Marathon Weekend or something? Dance Marathon Weekend. Well, all of our friends were doing something cool and adventurous as part of our college experience, uh, and we were alone in our dorm, so. Excuse you, they were sweating in a tent for like 48 hours. I think we won. And they all got mono, so. Oh. Did they? They didn't, but I'd like to think they did. <laughs> okay. That was, that was my concern for going in the tent, was the, the enclosed space for, what was it, 40 hours? How long was Dance Marathon? Too long. Too long, enclosed in a tent, a lot of sweaty people. Even before COVID, that was going to be a recipe for a lot of diseases. So I was, not, I was not involved in that. And subsequently, I didn't have much fun in college other than watching uh, Animaniacs with Katie. So <laughs> we just sort of continued that into our adult lives, and now we have a podcast. All right. Well, that kind of leads me into the next question. How did you guys actually get the idea to start a podcast? Because we have our own little backstory, but I'm kind of curious how you guys started. I think we joked about it as we were finishing up Animaniacs. We were like, we should we should record or broadcast our feelings about the watching the end. Um, and then at some point, I don't remember which of us came up with the idea. We joked about having a podcast for a while. And then at some point when we were done with college, we both moved out. We were very bored and we went, do you actually want to do this thing? 
Yeah, I think uh, COVID we, became a very good motivator because we were already yeah. spending multiple hours a week, just the two of us talking about cartoons and watching cartoons over Zoom. Uh, and eventually we just kind of realized that we could monetize this. We could put our film degrees to use. Too oh, real, wow. too real, Katie. <laughs> yeah. um, That's me, honey. I think we were expected we would record like three episodes. We didn't tell each other that we expected it would die, but I think we both thought it. Um, now we're in year two. We're playing chicken with each other at this point. One of us at, at some point is going to is gonna pull out and drop it, and then the other one is going to go, thank God, and then we stop. But for now, we're, we're locked in a chicken battle. <laughs> wow, that has eerie vibes to us, Dane, just saying. So what was what was y'all's story? <laughs> well, what happened, Dane and I? We we work in the same uh, it, well, we work in the same building at the time, and we're just like, well, it's COVID times. If you're sick, I'm sick. I don't know about you, but I kind of want to be like, there's so many different drinks in the world. Why don't we just try all of them? I mean, we got time, <laughs> and it's the pandemic, so. We I got think we got time should be both the subtitle for 2020, but also just <laughs> podcasts in general. Yeah, uh, I can't disagree. And like, it has definitely evolved on our end. Because oh god, like I don't know about you, but our early stuff was awful. Like, I cringe every time I think about it. Oh, I don't listen to anything we do. I hate listening to my own voice. And that's why I podcasted the episodes. So you know, it worked out great for both of us. We started with the biggest taboo. We started with listicles. Uh, oh, we did too, didn't we, Katie? We, we Ours was, was top 10 Animaniacs episodes, wasn't it? Yeah, that was our first one to preview Animaniacs. We were getting ready for the new season. That was the impetus. I right, forgot. Right, the, the reboot. The yeah, reboot we, was we half up, the reason we, we did this. For ourselves. Right we got to our... stick around uh, for the next few seasons they're coming back for again. Fair. Yeah, our biggest concern is, oh no, the big bar book is starting to run out of recipes. We <laughs> might actually legit run out by December of either this year or beginning of next year. Well, it seems like now it's time for you guys to start experimenting and building your own recipes. We've done a little bit of that, but it's not super big because it's one of those things that trying to put out a recipe, you need to do quality control because we've brought up in an episode how if you don't, you get, what's it called? Uh, that one hobby app i forget what it's called oh whatever reddit drinks i'm gonna call it that <laughs> yeah, yeah no. see that not going super well yeah we've had a few that were just like why did i agree to this <laughs> well, that's, that's half the fun of making new drinks and submitting your friends to try things that are clearly gonna go poorly Remember oh. the uh, remember the gummy bears, uh, Katie, that our producer Rachel and I attempted uh, our junior year of college. Uh, yeah. We tried to make uh, vodka infused gummy bears, um, but something in the process went horribly, horribly wrong, and they dissolved completely in the vodka. I think it's because we were college students, and the vodka we were using is like basically paint thinner. Um, <laughs> so the, the gummy bears ended up dissolving, and the whole thing formed this like thick soup of melted gummy bears and that may uh, or may not have contributed to a friend of ours going to the hospital the problem was they were actually kind of good i mean <laughs> it did just taste like gummy bear flavored vodka if you could get over yeah. the consistency 
if Which someone party found and climb i think was roughly the oh god of that drink yeah well if someone party fouled we put them under the table and they had to have a shot of the gummy bears yeah but oh. they just like drank it out of the tupperware because like we ran out of shot glasses because we were in college covid wasn't a thing back then a lot the of mistakes were made is, is the 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 moral of the story is mistakes were made oh i got a story for you so fun fact i larp and there was this one guy who had this one container. He said it because when it comes to these events, people actually make their own drinks. And usually they make them unnecessarily strong. Like you can't taste it. But if you just start going, but if you go uh, basically the equivalent of bar hopping from camp to camp, you will probably be on the floor by camp two if you decide to try everything. Hmm. So this guy decided, I'm going to put everything into this one container. And at the end of it, I'm going to drink it all. Wow. Oh, no. That's a bold choice, even for a LARPer. Uh, yeah, the thing that was also what you said, there was alcohol-infused gummy bears in that in the end, which basically it basically gunked it up all to hell. Yeah. Some candies are meant to go in vodka. Lemonheads. I recommend oh. lemonheads and vodka. I forgot, Katie, you have a hobby of dissolving whatever you can in vodka and seeing what works. And the answer is Lemonheads. <laughs> that was the best one. That reminds me. <laughs> Luke got me to try one of his little concoctions. Oh, no. Little peppernut corn vodka. Okay, so speaking of LARPing, I have a friend of mine down south who makes these extracts these pepper extracts and it's one of those things like if you're brave and or stupid you will try these and one of the things that was suggested was szechuan peppercorn which i made hmm. and it didn't start out too bad it tasted like complete and utter ass but turns out because of how szechuan peppercorn kind of has like a numbing effect it changed the taste of certain things. Hmm. I think he, my friend told me that it changed the taste of like rum to gin. Oh, wow. That's impressive. My friend had like this Trinidad Scorpion extract. He's like, I wonder which one will win out. The Szechuan peppercorn or the Trinidad Scorpion. You can guess which one went out. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to basically not do that anymore because it turns out that if you are an asthmatic or ex-asthmatic it can trigger an asthmatic episode oh wow okay yeah I, <laughs> at the time we plan off my list <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't maybe, maybe talk about this it. to a friend who eats <laughs> anything who happens to have asthma dang well dang there goes my motivation I mean, the person I was going to tell about this does eat anything if I give enough money or enough or just reason. scared them really hard. Yeah. Honestly. I don't know if money needs to change hands. I think you could just say do it. Yeah. Uh, that poor person's stomach. That's how I did it with the whole theater program. <laughs> you wouldn't. I will. <laughs> All right. But I think with that, we should probably take our first break. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, with that, we'll be right back after this message. And 
We are back. Hooray! So let's get to our second drink. Well, for our second drink, we have a nice one. A summer cooler. Alas, it's not a summer breeze, because it would make me feel fine. <laughs> no, no, no summer breeze. So how do you make this, Dane? Well, to make your own summer breeze, you will need some 7-Up, some orange juice, and a little dash of Angostura bitters. That's actually kind of scaring me. Like, I don't have a problem with Angostura, but that's, that's a weird take. Well, either way, it sounds delicious. All right, let's try this. Three, two, two one. one. Oh! Wow. That's... Huh. That is surprisingly good. I, I will say that Angostura bitters actually adds a lot. Holy crap. Like, it adds a weird freshness to it. it does. I, I guess they call it a summer cooler for a reason. I still say it should be a summer breeze. No, no. Either way, I think that's good. Yeah, like, I might actually legit make this on, on my own terms. Like, wow. I feel cool on the banks of the Cuyahoga River. It's probably <laughs> currently on fire. This was a bit for no one because, again, I keep forgetting podcasts are not visual. <laughs> and they cannot see that I'm using a Cleveland Browns mug. Uh, I think it adds to the experience that it's a Cleveland Browns mug. Yes, sports balls. <laughs> I can totally relate. Don't worry, I don't know sports either. Katie is the sport person among us. Uh, <laughs> I definitely was not thinking of the sports team. Uh, what were you thinking of? Hi, y'all. I don't get it. Family guy. Oh, right. Mm. Huh, is that uh, I never thought about that because I'm not a sports person. <laughs> Let's probably get to our next topic, though, before we get too distracted. I do listen to your podcast from time to time. Wonderful. And I overheard that you guys have played D&D. We do. In fact, uh, this, this coming week, we have an episode on uh, Legends of Vox Machina uh, from Critical Role. Oh, nice. Well, in that same vein, kind of not really, if there was to be any cartoon TV show that was set up for a tabletop role-playing game, what TV show would that be? Is it cheating to say Avatar? Because I'm pretty sure they have one already. Yeah. Or they have one that works. I think there's a Kickstarter for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. Thing, that exploded. At a couple million? Oh, yeah. They were only asking for like five digits. They're up to like six. Yeah, that's to seven. I should say. Don't don't mess with D and D people. They will blow up your <laughs> Kickstarter. They oh, will all just because uh, they don't go out and meet girls and drink. <laughs> What's that? D uh, set of dice that look like watermelons? Yes, I'm gonna back that. I think they're adding you, Katie. I don't own the watermelon dice in the group. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have fifty two other sets of dice. Don't you insult my children? <laughs> As I look at my pound and a half of dice, and Dane has has become the dice gremlin. Not even a goblin anymore. It's a dice gremlin. <laughs> I like my shiny clicky clackies. 
Exactly. Is it after midnight? Do we have to be concerned about, about giving liquids to the gremlin after midnight? Uh, depending on if we're doing another episode or not after this. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll, be, we'll be careful about that then. Yeah, but another another non-Avatar show that would, would be a good D&D campaign. K Katie, do you have any ideas? See, my first bet thought was Shira, but that's also because it's already essentially a D&D thing because um why am I forgetting their name now? Who the company that is Monster of the Week whose oh. name is for some reason escaping me has uh, a new People game called Thirsty Sword, Sword Lesbians. Les yep, yep, yep. And that so, is I think the plot of Shira. <laughs> <laughs> so fun fact for you, we actually at one point tried doing a recorded campaign of that, but in the style of Sailor Moon. Ooh, I can see that being super fun. Sailor Moon, I feel like, definitely uh, checks off a lot of those D&D &D boxes. Oh, yeah. The problem is we kind of had to quit it. I don't remember why. We still have the recording, so we could definitely finish it, but it's like, my problem with Thursday Sword Lesbians is that it's a very, it's much like Fate Core, and that's very open. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it's their kind of fate. They base off fate system. And then they always have their little fun thing, which if I'm correct for Thirsty Swords Lesbians is string. So it's also super RP heavy. Oh, yeah. Which, which I'm fine with. Yeah, it's something that a lot of people kind of need to get a hold of. I personally don't have an issue with RP. It's just when RP becomes real, that's the problem. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the goal of Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Yeah, I haven't picked up the book. We've only done Monster of the Week, which is less role play, more hit things hard. <laughs> It's wonderfully chaotic. All right. Dan, you got an idea of what you would want to see? TV show? I'm trying to think of one, but yeah, there is one that I'm thinking of. I don't know how I would make it work, but I would really love to see it happen. And that is a Code Lyoko oh, tabletop God, someone else knows about Code Lyoko. <laughs> I know. They're so rare. I, I, I would play the heck out of that. That sounds delightful. Well, now you can work on something. You've always said you wanted to DM. I know, I know. And I've never done it because it's hard. But rewarding. <laughs> I, it can be. One day. One day, perhaps. I've been saying one day for five years, so. Here's one that would be really interesting. I'm not sure how you would. I know you could probably balance, do like a homebrew with like D and D, maybe Pathfinder, Steven Universe. Yeah, I could see that really working. Definitely a lot of different opportunities for classes and races. Yeah, the biggest issue I'm seeing is balancing. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, I could see some pretty stacked parties coming out of that if you if you let everyone choose. Well, was that everybody's a diamond? Well, crap. <laughs> You'd have to take something out of Monster of the Week's book where you're not allowed to double pick classes usually for the campaign. Mm. Hmm. I believe that's something Monster of the Week recommends is they're like to their DMs is don't let your players double up on on different things. I'm actually not familiar with that, so I'll take your word for it. I mean, or I'm not against the way it. our DM has been playing it, and it works well. <laughs> so we don't have everyone playing monsters, which uh, you can very much break. 
I'm not saying that from experience. All right, anyone got another idea they want to try putting out there that you would like to try? I actually have one. I don't know how many people are going to remember this show, but I always thought it was hilarious. And I could see it being very adult-themed. The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Dang it, that was literally what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) You stole it from me. I was going to suggest Chowder for very similar reasons, I feel like. I think both of those shows have very similar adventure, absurdist fantasy, almost Dadaist energy. Yeah, and Flapjack has a very easy core main mission that you just can bugger around in. And here's me not liking either show. I've definitely developed more of an appreciation for Chowder, at least, as I've gotten older. I think when I was a kid, both shows were more like guilty pleasures slash things that like seemed much too young for me at the time. But now that I'm older and occasionally stumble upon Chowder clips on YouTube, I am delighted. I think you sent me one the other day and we're like, have you seen this? And I went, yes. And I remember it vividly. <laughs> that was that was the one where they, they in, in universe, they ran out of money for animation and just went right to the voice actors doing a car wash on Cartoon Network's roof to try to raise money. <laughs> and it's a great clip. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful clip. Yeah, I think I'm in the smaller camp of I liked them as a child for some reason. I always have loved the more expressionist, surrealist art style. I mean, I'm now an adult with a a chowder uh, cookie jar that I don't have cookies in, but it just exists as a statement piece, so. You should fill it with some candy. I'm not going to put cookies just bare in a jar. candy. You should okay, get the little it. strawberry candies that grandmas keep. Ooh, that's actually not a bad idea. I really could embrace my inner grandma and just fill it with hard candies in case any you children should. come around. Yeah, my biggest problem with those two shows was I think when it came out, I was hitting about 15 or 16 at the time. So there was no way how that was going to appeal to me. Yeah, I, I think I was like slightly too old. I think I think you and I, Katie, were kind of in that borderline zone of depending on how quickly we matured and our tastes changed, uh, we were either going to, you know, feel like we're too cool for it or really appreciate it like it seems like you did for the, the, the more esoteric vibes. I was going to say I never grew out. I think I just grew more and more into accepting that I like expressionist film. German expressionism is where that, where, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to leave now. <laughs> I forgot how to speak English. Exit stage left. <laughs> Actually, I think I have one that I just remembered. I'm not sure if anyone else is going to remember this. Who here remembers the 3D Johnny Quest? Oh, I don't remember anything about it, but oh. There's like the vaguest of memories at like the very edge of my of my brain. I mean... I guess I'll just stop it there because that's about where I'm sitting too. I just remember I really liked the show and for the time the CG was just really good. Looking back, not so much. <laughs> that is the problem with all those CG shows of, of the time. It definitely very few of them age well. Looking at you, Donkey Kong. I would try to I would try to quote a lyric from that song, but I have a feeling we'd get struck for it. Does it involve coconut cream pies? Maybe. (laughs) 
honestly, I don't know what we are sitting for time, but I think we're probably getting close to the end. Well, it's been it's been really lovely uh, being on your show. Thank you so much for inviting us. Thank you for agreeing to do this. If you want to plug yourself, please go right ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, as we said before, uh, Katie and I host a show called Cartoon Time Machine. Uh, it's also on the That's Not Canon Network. So uh, feel free to check it out once you're finished with these fine gentlemen. Awesome. So I've been Dane, and I've been I've been Luke. God, damn. I haven't been drinking yet. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> These mocktails are strong. Apparently, the Ancestor are bitters. They must have some kind of kick. <laughs> anyway, I've been Luke. I've been Dane. And we've been your animates. And enjoy your drinks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 